This is Financially Free with Wellington Adams, featuring Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron and Simon provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Free with Wellington Adams with your hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If you'd like a little more information about today's show, please feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. And while you're at our website, click on over to the radio page. Um, You can check out any past shows. And we also now subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today's show is titled, How to Increase Happiness and Get Ahead at Work. Um, You know, we all want to try to be as happy as we possibly can. I know when I'm happy at work, the day goes by really quickly. So uh, we're going to touch base on ways to, like I said, increase happiness and get ahead at work. At this point, we'd like to welcome to the show our co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? Oh, I'm mildewing is how I'm doing. Uh, no, I'm doing great. I've had a great week. It was my son's 20th birthday on the 20th, so we celebrated that last week, and that was a lot of fun, and just spent some time with the family. How about you guys? Baron, what have you been up to? Well, Tony, first of all, I didn't, I didn't, I, congratulations. I didn't know that you uh, um, gave birth to a son at 60. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. wow. Ouch. Uh, wow. I'm doing good, Tony. Thanks. Had a nice busy week. Uh, we were uh, busy with bringing on a couple of new clients, putting together some plans. So life's good. Thanks. About- yeah. Simon, what have you been doing? Uh, just keeping busy, Tony, being happy at work. <laughs> I enjoy good. my workplace. That's good. Yes. Well, yeah, this show, I don't know happiness uh, and how to get ahead at work. I, I'm always happy, especially when I'm doing the show with you guys, because we have a lot of fun. I like recording and being on the radio with you guys, so that's always fun. But yes, I, I know you're always happy, Simon. <laughs> Happy-go-lucky. That's you. Well, that's great. So um, I'm intrigued by the title of today's show. You said increase happiness and get ahead at work. Can I assume that we're going to learn some tips then to do both of those things, Baron? That's correct, Tony. Um, You know, your job is the main way that you gain monthly income. So that monthly income really is going to impact both today as well as your financial future. We're going to look at two articles uh, today. One's going to focus on improving happiness at work. And the other one's going to focus on ways to get ahead at work. All right. Well, that sounds like a great plan. Are we starting with happiness then, I assume? Happiness, Tony. And the key there is not just to have a nice bottle of bourbon hidden in your drawer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's a good place to start in the conversation. So we'll start out with happiness. You know, um, our happiness guide for this segment will come from uh, the Southern Business Journal. There's an article entitled The Six Steps to Being Happier at Work. 
Vedicals available for those that want to check it out or find out a little bit further about it. It's on the uh, the southern.com, their website there. So one idea that it mentions that affects uh, nearly all of us is that work can feel like an endless routine for a lot of people. You know, we're stuck in a rut doing the same thing every single day, day after day, and we kind of feel like we're in that rut. And one way uh, to combat these feelings is to try something new. Step outside of your shell, ask for a new task at work, uh, ask to expand the role that you might be in day to day and get a little bit of a new twist on it. You could also examine the areas that you could be more productive or create or suggest a new process um, or system to put in place. You know, help improve the surroundings that you're in in your work environment. Trying new things like this will, you know, reinvigorate your mind give you a chance to break up the monotony of what's going on around you daily. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I think it's great to have some variety in our day. Well, Baron, what's another suggestion? Well, Tony, another great way to be happy at work is to meet new people. You know, you probably know some of your colleagues pretty well, but you also probably, you know, know others just by name only. I mean, obviously, if you're working for a big, big company, you can't meet everybody there. But even something as simple as just a good morning in the hallway or, or a wave or a smile as you pass by in the parking lot can really build camaraderie with your coworkers. Um, you know, introduce yourself to new hires or people that you don't know well. Having a, a good relationship with your fellow coworkers can really bring a better sense of everyone working together towards a common goal. You know, we're, we're a relatively smaller investment advisory firm here locally. I mean, we have, you know, uh, obviously national recognition with partners all over the country, but it just it's a really good environment for us to be able to just, you know, kind of have a, a good relationship with everybody here in the office. Everybody gets along really well and it just creates a really good environment. Well, and it does seem harder, though, to make new friends when you're an adult. Maybe that's just me, but kids just seem better at it. <laughs> That's true. It's funny. I think about that all the time myself. It is. You know, Harvard's, a Harvard Business Review article notes that close relationships at the workplace, though, uh, can increase employee satisfaction by as much as 50%. So wow. building teams, yeah, fostering healthy work relationships can improve not only uh, your own personal satisfaction, but your team as well and those that surround you. Self-improvement is another great way to increase happiness at work. The better you perform, the more likely your self-esteem and happiness will increase and it'll affect those that are around you. That's why the article's next suggestion is to focus on skills to boost. This might mean learning more about your industry, expanding your knowledge of the technology that you use, or even gain a new licensure or certification in the areas that you work within. Yeah, especially things change quite frequently with technology and it's always good to stay on top of that, take classes learn new things, uh, especially as it relates to your job. I, I know that is especially true for you guys, Simon and Barron, with being financial advisors and fiduciaries. You're constantly having to uh, update your certifications and education and stay on top of all the changes uh, in the financial world. Uh, so you guys really know that uh, better than anyone, I would assume. Uh, and in this case, you can teach an old dog new tricks, right, Barron? <laughs> Well, I suppose that's definitely one way to put it. You know, I mean, Tony, the, the daily routine can be a grind. Uh, another one of the article's suggestions is taking a break. 
Sometimes it's just better to just walk to clear your head. You know, take a longer lunch now and then. Small breaks in your routine can really improve your mood as well as your productivity. You know, when I used to work on Wall Street, there were a lot of really, really long days that I'd be there late and we'd stay after market hours. Um, Taking a quick 10-minute break, you know, just relaxing in the chair was really very, very beneficial for the energy that I needed. A lot of times when you have been just staring at something for a while, you know, your mind can just get a block. You ever hear of writer's block? You know, if you if you take a break or you're trying to solve a puzzle, I mean, you walk away and you come back to it. If you take that break and walk away from it for a bit, oftentimes the solution is going to come back to you really quickly. The article also recommends learning how to say no. Now, it's not an easy thing to say no at work. It could be a request to work late, taking on a new project, or even covering for an absent coworker. While it's not easy, you know, saying no though can be pretty important. If you take on too many projects or you work too much, you're likely going to become overwhelmed, and you know your happiness and product productivity is going to suffer. This is well, it could lead to negative consequences that are worse than just simply saying no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's so true. So I think that's a really good one, Baron. It's important to understand that. I know sometimes I really fill my schedule up too full and my workload is too much trying to do everything. So it's good to set boundaries for ourselves, isn't it, Simon? It certainly is, Tony. You know, the article's fi- final suggestion may seem like a strange way to improve your professional happiness, but it mentions go on vacation. It might seem an odd thing to suggest to be away from work can improve your happiness. But just as Baron mentioned, giving your body, your mind a break uh, allows you to recharge. You know, do those types of things to reward yourself, even if it's, you know, with whatever's within your budget. You know, a long vacation, a short weekend away, something like that, though, that allows you to refresh yourself, recharge yourself, reward yourself for the work that you've been doing and come back refreshed and taking on a new kind of aspect there. Wow. So you're saying go on vacation could improve my happiness and productivity at work. I like it. Uh, Who doesn't want to take a vacation now and then? I think uh, we all need to take a bit of a vacation, including on the show right now, because our time is almost up for this segment. Uh, Simon, do you have anything you want to share with our listeners before we take a quick break here? Well, just once again, it's nice to have the listeners tuning in today. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. We're going to talk a little bit later about the different colors of money. So we'll do the color of money risk analysis, complimentary, no obligation for any of the listeners out there today that want to reach out to us. You can give us a call or reach us online to request that complimentary report, uh, wellingtonadams.com or by phone 855-793-2409. All right. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Financially Free Radio and our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard, right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. 
Welcome back, everyone, to Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard. Today's show is focused on your professional quality of life, um, both your career as well as your job itself. After all, your job is the engine that's going to drive wealth accumulation, and it's going to increase, hopefully, your enjoyment of your job by improving productivity. In the first segment, we focused on happiness. The resource for our conversation about happiness was an article from the Southern Business Journal, uh, Six Steps to Begin, excuse me, Six Steps to Being Happier at Work. We worked through each of the six steps the author recommended. Yeah, it's been a great show so far, and those were some great tips from the Southern Business Journal. When you first said that, I almost thought you were going to say the Southern Baptist Journal, which is a whole <laughs> different ballgame. Uh, the show would be very different. Uh, but I assume, Baron, this means we're moving on uh, to how to get ahead at work. Yep, Tony. We'll uh, get to that in just a moment. But I wanted to use a, a little bit more time on happiness. One final resource for today is, you know, and to me, it's the most important Um, It's a book that's titled uh, The How of Happiness. It was written by Sonia Lubomirsky, and she writes that we have the power to change 40% of our capacity for happiness. Each of these suggestions can really impact your happiness level, but, but each of them is going to demand a specific action. As I had mentioned before, your, your career is like the engine that powers your finances. So the happier you are, the more likely you'll be to excel and improve your financial future. It's very likely that you'll spend many of your uh, waking hours at work. So, you know, finding a way to improve your enjoyment during those hours can really benefit you immensely. I mean, you're spending a lot of time at work, so doesn't it make sense to really try to make those hours benefit you? It could even lead to a promotion or a pay raise. That's why, you know, today we wanted to focus on happiness first. I mean, if you're happy in your career and your job, then you're going to have a better chance to get ahead at work. Wow. So uh, that makes a lot of sense to me, Baron. Increase your happiness first, then it's easier to get ahead. Right, Simon? That's right, my man. Success at work can improve your income by extension of that may even help your financial strategy and long-term goals as we start to discuss some of those as well. So the uh, resource for this segment is called Five Ways to Get Ahead at Work. So let's dive right into the article's first suggestion. The first suggestion is to share the credit. Probably every project's victory or success is a result of more than just one person, more than just yourself in this case. Leaders should acknowledge the team's success when they're doing these types of things and each of the members' contribution along the way. Publicly recognizing everyone when celebrating a work success is important to that person and the team that's around you. It helps build the team spirit, the atmosphere that we mentioned in the last section that makes for more enjoyable of a workplace as well as increasing the likelihood of the others around you, boosting their involvement moving forward. There's another suggestion that comes into play in their second part when they say, Uh, It challenges us to be willing. There are many talented people in our organizations that surround us. You know, be willing to volunteer, take on a difficult or unpleasant task. You know, that might be one way to help separate yourself from the competition. Learning a new skill or taking on a new challenge will often catch our supervisor's eye and take us into that new stage where that leads to a bigger future by extension of those types of things that we're taking on in the workplace day to day. 
Right. And so we're talking about sharing credit and being willing uh, to do things as tips to get ahead at work. I think those are great tips, Simon. Uh, we're off to a great start. Uh, what's the next tip, Baron? Tony, the article's third suggestion is to have ideas. You know, leaders are always looking for new ways of thinking, um, new innovations that can help improve the business. Bringing up new ideas and being flexible about trying new systems or processes can be a very good idea. Your new ideas could be an asset to the entire organization and really go, you know, to uh, to help you in the future growth of your position in the company. Another of the article's suggestion is to help others grow. This is really one of my like strong, like one of my things that I think is really important. A team is really only as strong as its weakest member. If you can help a colleague grow, the whole entire team is going to improve. I mean, there's there's very little benefit to to being the only member of the team that has certain knowledge. By by spreading that wealth of knowledge to the entire team. It's not going to only take off pressure on yourself, but it's also going to help the entire team be more productive, be more focused because they're more involved. It's a, it's a really a win-win scenario. You know, Simon and I, with the other advisors on our team as well, we're always trying to pick each other's brain and sharing our knowledge with each other. That, that way, everyone benefits. The clients benefit, the advisors benefit, as well as the company benefits. Right. It's a win-win, right? Yeah, Tony, absolutely. A definite win-win for everybody. That's excellent. Well, this idea also, I think, relates to something you mentioned in the last segment, uh, meet new people, the happiness tip, right? Yeah, that's a good point, Tony. Happiness and productivity are often intertwined. That Nasdaq.com article suggests its next point to put in time. You could also call this one the hustle. You know, the baseball player who sprints down the first baseline or dives into the slicing drive often gets a round of applause for making that extra effort. You don't have to be the first to arrive and the last to leave, but being one of those consistently could be a big impact. Yeah, it'd be huge. So I think we're up to five suggestions now, right? That's correct, Tony. Um, I think, though, the author might have been taking the last point about working hard directly to heart because they added one more suggestion. The sixth suggestion actually is to win and lose graciously. There may be situations when you feel that you've done everything you could to get ahead, but that you still don't get that promotion or that opportunity and you feel slighted, you feel dejected. The article recommends just gracefully handling both winning as well as losing. You know, arrogance and victory or bitterness and defeat can really affect your next promotion or opportunity. You know, remember this quote from one of the most respected coaches of all time, Vince Lombardi? He quotes, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. All right. So uh, to put it another way, using these tips can be their own reward, right, Simon? That's well said, Tony. Your job and your career are the engines that drive your monthly income today and tomorrow and in retirement. It can also be a major factor in your daily well-being. Using tips like these and knowing where you've had positive influence through your work can be rewarding as well. Today, we've talked about how to improve your happiness at work as well as ways to get ahead. 
happiness and productivity work often together to reward uh, ourselves with pay raises, promotions, things like that along the line. Right. And so obviously after happiness and getting ahead, it makes sense then that a raise is the next logical step, right? Yeah, Tony, the first thing is to just pat yourself on the back. You know, in our opinion, this is very, very important because you, you need to stop and acknowledge your success. You need to, to enjoy it. If you've received a reward like a pay increase or even any type of positive feedback at work, you know, take the time to enjoy that moment. Sometimes we're, we're so focused on, on the next goal or the next milestone, which is obviously great to have goals and milestones, no doubt about it. But sometimes we're so just focused on that that we don't appreciate the success that we've just enjoyed. You know, taking time to appreciate that success or patting yourself on the back, it kind of ties in nicely with the article's second tip. And that tip is wait until your first paycheck. You could also call this one, um, I guess we could refer to it as like, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Once you receive your first paycheck and you understand what effect the taxes and deductions have on your new income, you can make decisions based on that new net income, not your gross income. A lot of times we don't factor in as far as all the taxes and what we're actually going to have in our pockets. So this is going to be a, a, a good thing to talk about as far as focusing on your net income. Right. So basically, just because I receive a $1,000 raise doesn't mean I have an extra $1,000 to spend or invest, right? Exactly. And once you have that first new net income number, you can then move to the article's next tip, which is reassess your current finances. You know, what areas of your financial life need the most attention? Can you increase mortgage or auto loan and payments? Um, maybe you have student debt that you could, you know, that could be paid down. Um, this is also maybe a great time to sit down with your financial professional and to look at your financial picture. It may be also a great time to try and put that extra income towards your retirement goals. Right, and what's the next step then, Simon, after we've looked at our financial picture? Well, Tony, when our clients have a lifestyle change, either from a pay increase or something along those lines, we often suggest that they take or retake, ideally, that color of money risk analysis. Has their risk tolerance changed at all? You know, oftentimes these kinds of things impact our perception on money or how we want to take on risk moving forward. And that color of money risk analysis uses a color system to category the risk assets and retirement assets in those categories. Red money, just briefly, is assets that are subject to risk that can go up or down, but they can lose value potentially, but they may provide the good opportunity for growth. On the flip side, green assets or green money are assets that have less risk or no risk at all to your principal. And depending on the types of investments will depend on how likely they are to go up over time and how subject they are to things like inflation. And in the middle of those two things are the yellow money, taking those red assets uh, putting a professional level uh, level of management on there to help smooth out the risks that are going on within there and make a more even keel kind of across the board and take advantage of both those scenarios there kind of combined. Right. So the color of money risk analysis is a way to look at our asset allocation and that's directly connected with the online financial portal that you guys have, right? Yeah, that's right, Tony. We have uh, online what we call the generational vault. 
it's a virtual safety box, so to speak, safety deposit box for you to upload important documents, other financial information, and it's comprised of several components. Uh, secure portal to pass and uh, store confidential financial documents, maybe between us and them or them uh, to back up some things. Uh, daily investments, banking values, uh, anything that comes from a third party, you know, where we're investing the money or their 401ks, things like that can all be fed into one location so they can keep an eye on them easily rather than bouncing back and forth between multiple uh, online accounts and having all that information that they're sharing out there spread across the board. And then snapshots to your financial assets, expenses, so you can view your kind of current financial position. They also can receive monthly newsletters, market commentaries, uh, different meeting alerts, financial alerts, things like that. Those are all available within that generational uh, vault. It's available 24-7, so meaning that if you have internet access at any given point in time, you can access that information, those important documents that you might back up or store on there. Uh, so that while you're traveling with work or you're on vacation, it's not a problem. You always have access to that. Wow. It sounds like a great thing to have access to. Now we're getting close to the end of the show here. Um, were there any other tips you wanted to talk about today, Baron? Yeah, Tony, the last one I wanted to touch base on, on was paying off debt is, you know, it's always a timeless tip. If your new net income amount that you've gotten from your pay raise is going to allow you to reduce your debt. And then in turn, you're going to wind up paying less interest. I mean, that's often a wise financial move. The less debt that you can pay as far, I mean, the, less, uh, the more debt that you can get out of your way and stop paying all those uh, high interest rates is obviously a good thing. Credit card debt is one of the worst debts that you can have. So we always recommend getting that paid off as fast as possible. The article also mentions identifying savings goals. You know, this is another issue that you can discuss with your financial services professional. Your new income, net income, is going to provide new opportunities to expand your savings, um, your retirement funds, or even your future investments. Right. Well, as usual, our time has flown by. We have to wrap up this week's show. Is there anything else you want to add, Baron, before we go? Um, Tony, just we wanted to thank the listeners as usual out there for listening. Um, if they have any questions at all, they can please feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409. As Simon mentioned earlier, um, we will provide a complimentary color of money report. Um, you know, the one thing that report does is often, you know, we have a certain risk tolerance. And as we get older, our risk tolerance has changed, but we don't make any adjustments in our investments. That risk color of money will show then if the client has the right risk tolerance at that given point in their life. Um, if you have any questions, again, feel free to give us a call or visit us online, www.wellingtonadams.com. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to Financially Free with Wellington Adams. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. 
Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.